This is Icebox. Do you feel good about yourself? Well, you should, because you're listening to Project Challenge. Well, I think we should start with an acknowledgement of why we're doing a non-traditional Project Challenge opener. We had some technical difficulties this week, which uh, unfortunately forced us to cut some content that we'd hoped to include in this episode. I'm really excited to talk to everyone this week. First time I've ever been on Project Challenge sober. Oh shit, well, I'm not sober. Hey, you know what? Welcome to BitFaced. I see what you did there. <laughs> right? Yeah, so due to some unforeseen technical circumstances, there was some uh, bits of the original recording that we were not able to include. But instead of dwelling on that, we're going to view it as an opportunity to talk about some other stuff that is a little more timely and maybe hadn't come up at the time that we were recording last weekend when we were doing BitFace episode 100. It happens to the best of us, though, Doug. I found out today that Kevin and Steve lost an episode of Chewing It a couple weeks back for whatever uh, technical reasons. I think they said the batteries or something on their portable recorder went dead and they lost an entire episode. So even if you're a professional, it still happens there too. So I guess it's just part of doing this. It kind of makes sense too. Anytime that you have an art form that depends on technology to behave correctly, there's always going to be the potential for disaster. There's no acoustic microphone. You can't unplug and still sound good. <laughs> Like I said, we'll view this as an opportunity. We had asked for some feedback from our listeners on the stuff that we talked about in episode 11, particularly when it came to Injustice 2. And uh, I don't know that we got enthusiastic dialogue, but I did want to make sure to mention the, the people that actually responded. You're going to have to help me with names here. Adam? Gumbert? Yeah, Adam Gumbert was giving us the lowdown on Green Arrow. Uh, which is, I guess, his character of choice in Injustice 2. And Nick Ochis from Kapow also chimed in with Blue Beetle. I think he did say Blue Beetle. I got to play uh, Friday the 13th with Adam this past weekend, and it was a lot of fun. And he got to see me break down and be a whiny little bitch when I couldn't get something to work. So <laughs> I, f I feel like he's really my friend now. He saw the Doug in you. <laughs> He, he did see the he did see the Doug in me. The Doug came out a, a little bit, but I got to actually got to game with someone who I know only from the world of podcasting. That's one thing I wanted to make sure that we mentioned is that Adam has got uh, a couple of projects going now where he's not only doing some live streaming for his gaming, but he's also got a recurring YouTube cast where he is doing video reviews with a couple of his buddies. So we'll throw some more information in the show notes on that. And uh, yeah, I just, again, wanted to make sure that we acknowledged we got some feedback. And I think Carl was the only other one that contributed to the Star Trek thread, which um, I actually thought was going to be a little more popular. But you know, c'est la vie. I tried to bait you. You didn't fall for it. I got to hand it to you. I know you saw it and you didn't say shit. <laughs> Wasn't it the first Project Challenge we agreed that we weren't talking about Star Trek Beyond? And even at that point, we had talked about it three times, not on cast, but in person. And we agreed we were putting that to bed. So I, I saw the bait. I wasn't going to go for it. We did agree to not talk about it on Project Challenge. And then we proceeded to talk about it for the next 15 minutes of episode one. So... I think we put that to bed. I actually watched a Star Trek movie this past weekend. I watched Six. Six is a, a favorite of mine. I'm going to watch Beyond again, actually. It's uh, in my queue. I want to see one more time if there isn't anything that I'm just missing. I think you need to watch it with me. Okay. We need to have some beers and maybe we... Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I want to feel your ire. <laughs> I'm past ire at this point. That doesn't last long. 
The first time it was really bad. The second time I watched it, I enjoyed it for what it was. That's always the case. I think I've seen part of it since then. So this would be like my third and a half viewing. You've seen it more than I have. I've only seen it once. Which is odd. How does that happen? Because you really enjoyed that movie. I saw it in the theater. The Blu-ray did not have director's commentary, so it didn't get purchased. That makes sense. Well, I think you know someone that can score copies of videos for you for single-use, non-distributive consumption, if you're ever interested in something like that. No, I guess I've wanted to go back and kind of watch it. I only saw it in the theater, though. Anytime I'm getting my friend who can, you know, get me these movies, I always ask him for stuff that I can't get or something that didn't come out in the theater that I was able to see. We get Wonder Woman this week. That's true. And heads up to our listeners. Episode 13 is going to be almost exclusively a conversation of Eric and I's thoughts on the Wonder Woman movie. Bitfaced 102 will also tape the same day, but we will not be talking about Wonder Woman. <laughs> but Wonder Woman is getting great buzz this week. I never read reviews until after I see a movie. Then I'll go back and read them. I do read taglines and numbers, though. I mean, you can't help but avoid that shit on the internet. And it's getting some pretty good reviews. We're going to save the meat of this topic for this weekend. But I definitely want to talk about the, I'd call it a seismic shift in the DC universe that's transpired over the last couple weeks, it almost is playing out like a comic book, wouldn't you say? I would, and I hope that we do get some good films. It's tragedy what happened to Zack Snyder, but I hope, starting with Wonder Woman, maybe we see that universe take a, a turn, and from what it sounds like, we will, because the buzz on Man of Steel and the buzz on Batman vs. Superman, if you remember, was pretty awful. Was it? I thought Man of Steel actually was not terrible. Not Batman versus Superman terrible, and certainly not Suicide Squad terrible. Wonder Woman's buzz is good. And normally, I mean, I think you and I will both enjoy it, but you and I both on some level enjoyed the other DC movies, just not as much as we've enjoyed some Marvel movies. I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. I can't wait to see it. I can't either, and I can't wait to talk about it this weekend. One more thank you to Adam, Nick, and Carl and I also wanted to give a huge thanks, not only to Nils Hayden, who recorded the bumper and some transition for us today. I love you, buddy. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, I can't wait to make you a, a recurring part of our show in whatever capacity. Hopefully, it's as large a one as possible. And Ryan Curley came through huge for us. Eric, tell me about Ryan, because the only interactions I've ever had with him have been on the BitFace page and through Facebook. I told him how much I liked one of his songs. We used it as the intro in episode 10. And then uh, Dude turns around and records an amazing Project Challenge theme for us. I've known Ryan since college. One of the first times I ever hung out with Ryan, we went down to the Georgia Theater and watched Dazed and Confused. I've known him since then. We've worked together at two different places at least. Probably three if you count when we worked at the university together. So I've kind of known Ryan my whole life. He's always wanted to uh, to be a musician, I guess. I guess you could call him a musician now. Ryan's just a really cool and, and down-to-earth guy. No, I love Ryan to death. In fact, I'm going to get him to do a version of the, of the Bitface theme for me, kind of in the same, not the same style as Project Challenge, but the Bitface theme was originally conceived on a guitar and translated by Andrew into uh, something that sounded very video gamey. I kind of want to hear it how it was originally supposed to be done. And I think Brian, who wrote that, would appreciate that. But Ryan, 
Uh, Ryan's an awesome friend, and uh, he's planning on coming out here. In fact, I've been trying to convince him to move out here. I think it'd do him well. Well, also in the style of Bitface, it's uh, yet another amazing person I've met by virtue of the sphere of incredible people that you surround yourself with. So thank you. Thank Ryan. I can't wait for people to hear this new theme. It was funny. I messaged him that we were using his song in 10. I did that recorded intro for that bit, and I mentioned something about blowing your balls off. He's like, my mom listened to that. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. He's like, no, man, she fucking loved it. (laughs) She loved that part where you talked about blowing people's balls off. (laughs) When he first put it up, and I didn't listen to it for some reason, and then you listened to it, and he messaged me before I had a chance to listen to it, and the exact words were, Doug Lund loves it. I wanted to type back, like, I'm well aware of who Doug Lund is. But I went back and listened to it, and I love that one. I like our theme even better. I think you put it best, that it sounds like the Lost Ramones song. That's a perfect way to look at it. You know I don't do lip service. No. I either love something or I hate it. I heard Ming the Messenger, and I instantly fell in love with it. And it's still something I listen to probably a couple times a week. Really chunky. That's got that uh, really distorted sound. I compared it to Caius. We got a lot of feedback on that song, which is what led me to approach Ryan about doing another piece. And you, I think, had told me that the inspiration for the name of that song came from the Kerry Keegan interview, right? Not necessarily Kerry Keegan, but Mengen is a term that Ryan and I throw around a lot that means like, fucking just it reeks like a giant pile of shit would be mingin or you know if you left out some food for a week that shit would be mingin and minger is a term that carrie used in her book that i'd never read before so maybe maybe all three of them tie together i know ryan listens to the cast oh okay okay i think ryan's song title ming the messenger was a shit reference based on how many pictures of shit the guy has sent me over the years but in fact i'm positive it is That's a much better bit. We're going to go with that. (laughs) It's a joke I was going to tell. So, no, we're fine. I love the song. I think it's great. I love it, too. I can't wait for everyone else to hear it. You're going to hear a lot of Doug singing Curly's praises going forward because this is an artist that deserves to be heard. And I can only assume the fact that he's not doing this for a living right now is because more people haven't heard him. And if we can change that in some small way, I think we're obligated to at this point. I'm glad that we've been able to bring Ryan into the crew here. I love it. So on a last note, before we get into the episode proper here, Rebecca and Sterling are in Hawaii right now. Tyler is in route home from Europe. It's been a, uh, a crazy week in the SJ thread. We've got pictures from both sides of the globe. We gave Rebecca and Sterling a proper send-off, not only with the Project Challenge episode, but Bitface 100 as well. Anything that you want to add before we jump into Project Challenge? I hope Tyler had the, the time of his life over in Europe. It seemed like he did. I hope he enjoyed it. In fact, I don't think I'm going to get to talk to him until tomorrow evening when, uh, when he gets back. Because uh, I guess I read while recording tonight that he did get delayed. In Toronto, yes. Oh, I hope he had the time of his life. It looked like, you know, it looked like he enjoyed himself. He went over there for a wedding. And yeah, well, I mean, what else can you say about Rebecca and Sterling that we haven't talked about on the cast? I mean, two people that definitely were meant to be together, two of the nicest and most charitable people that I know, enjoying a week in Hawaii, getting married Thursday morning. So I'm not sure when this episode will launch, but they'll probably be married by the time that you listen to it. Um, 
Rebecca's been looking forward to this for a long time, and I know Sterling has as well. So, yeah, shout out to the whole SJ crew this week. Doug stayed at his house and played Injustice. I can tell by the level on my fucking screen. And I went and hung out with my folks for a couple days, so I had a lot of fun too. This is really the spiritual sequel to BitFaced episode 100, and we're going to be complementing that with some videos that we'll be posting on, on a channel. I'm not sure which one yet. Please check the show notes for that on Rebecca's beer reaction videos because I think that actually is the highlight of this episode and it's best enjoyed in Technicolor video exactly as much as we did. This is Project Challenge with your host, Doug Lund, joined today not just by Eric G. Hollis, but Rebecca and Tyler from BitFace. Having just wrapped up the 100th episode of BitFace, I figured I would take advantage of the fact that we were all together again. BitFaced, joining us here on just episode 12. I mean, this is no (laughs) monumental occasion, but I wanted to start with a sincere congratulations on this accomplishment. 100 is a big deal. We should make a big deal about it. Uh, I think congratulations are also in order to Rebecca on uh, her pending nuptials this weekend. Uh, This may be the last time we hear her on the mic as a a single woman. Yep. So we got to make the most of it. And what better way to do that than to... uh, Get me drunk. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I was going to say uh, humiliator with some videos of her making funny faces, but consider this your bachelorette party. <laughs> I mean, you guys are probably the closest things I have to regular friends anyways, so that's fair. <laughs> that's both very heartwarming that you say that, and it's also very fucking sad very that sad. we're your only friends. Yeah. Okay. Well, not you're we're not my only friends. friends, but you're probably the people I see the most often. Again, I'm really introverted, so I'm if not going to go out. If you consider her a single woman, does that make Sterling a single man right now? For another week and a half. Mm-hmm. Get it while the getting's good, Tyler. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> well, Tyler already told me he didn't care about market status, so. Uh. <laughs> good point. And in case you guys haven't figured it out by now, this is absolutely going to be a BitFace style episode today. <laughs> we are going to start with a couple of stock PC segments, though, jumping right into the challenger chugging, which uh, Rebecca has been kind enough to agree to. And to make it a little easier for her, I wanted to include some beers that I thought would be a little more pleasing to her palate. So. As anyone that is a listener of PC knows, I'm not typically into the Snapple beers that Eric typically enjoys, but that's pretty much the gamut of what we've got here today. And we're going to be uh, talking about each of these in turn, but we're starting with Epic Brainless Raspberry. We've got a Not Your Mom's Apple Pie and the Blue Moon Cinnamon Orchata. She told you not to tell her which is which, so she doesn't know what she, she's getting. She doesn't know which is which. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. It'll become pretty obvious pretty quickly. Yeah, but, I uh, think so. I can already smell the apple. Eric and Tyler have their cell phones already to get the reaction videos, which are really going to make this segment pop. <laughs> I got to admit, I'm nervous. <laughs> you won't be nervous after you drink one. <laughs> 
and I'm not finishing what we've got in this glass. No, um, you might find that you enjoy them. Well, regardless, I have not eaten anything today, and I've never been drunk in my life, so probably should not. You wouldn't be. That's not that much. Born at sea level, tiny little 125-pound woman. I don't know. Maybe. All right. You guys want me to start? <laughs> yeah, plus that metabolism on top of that. I agree with her. I don't. I'm going to be the devil on the shoulder. Do whatever you're comfortable with. Well, I've with. already been told never to listen to you. So <laughs> What the? <laughs> By who? What the hell? <laughs> I have to keep the team together here, guys. We don't make it to episode 200 unless we have some cohesion. Hey, I'm very cohesive. This first beer has a reddish hue to it. That smells <laughs> awful. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to hold the camera still because I'm going to be laughing so fucking hard. Oh, God. Okay. That's my favorite out of all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if she didn't like this one, it's a good. Oh my god, that tastes terrible. It's good that you got that one out of the way first. Why? Because that was the good one. Out of those three, Rebecca, that would be my favorite. Mine too. It's awful. It won't be hers though. I don't think so either. You know what? I haven't tasted the raspberry. Hand yours over. Uh, I have a video going. Hold on. It's very good. Now, this so is, uh, which one is this? Is this apple? This has to be apple, yeah. Yeah, see, the, it the, is. the mystery glasses it. It didn't make a difference here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why do people drink this stuff? Because <laughs> it tastes great. No, it doesn't. Ew. Ew. Wow, she didn't like that one either. I thought, I thought of all the three, that one might be the best bet. Three for three. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever change, Bax. That's the lesson here. Yeah. Oh. Hey, you're a fantastic sport. Thank you. You're welcome. Which one did you hate the least? I have to know. I definitely hated the apple the least. That makes sense. If I had to like pinch my nose and chug, I could convince myself it was apple juice. Yeah, like slightly fermented. Eric called it champagne. Yeah, that wasn't terrible, although I don't like champagne either. God, I don't even have something to like wash the taste out of my mouth. You could wash it down with uh, some more beer. No. (laughs) Do you want to take a minute and grab? We can grab a water. Something. I I really should have thought about that ahead of time. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. It's fading. So that one was definitely the best. This raspberry bullshit was awful. Oh, that one's so good. No, it tastes like piss. (laughs) Like tasty raspberry piss. No, it's so gross. Oh, it's got like a sour element to it too. I think there's still some beers that we could eventually convince you are good. I don't know, man. Like, eh. This is exactly how I was when I drank my first beer. (laughs) We're going to talk about that. Okay. We are going to talk about that. Great. Before we go there, though, let's rate these fuckers. Oh, well, yeah. I think I know Becca's ratings are zeros across the board, right? <laughs> um, I give the apple, apple like a one. A, a one. Oh, points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the other two, definitely zeros. I didn't think that I was going to like any of these beers either. Not the same reaction as Rebecca, <laughs> but I'm sticking with ones on both the Not Your Mom's Apple Pie and the Cinnamon Horchata because I can't taste the beer in there. All I taste is the terrible flavor up front. And I think any beer that employs any kind of flavor should have a nuance to it and not just punch you in the mouth with the flavor. The little brainless raspberry will get a two and a half out of me because I can at least 
taste the beer in there. And uh, there's a little bit of sour, which I think is the perfect complement to a fruit beer. So not quite something that I would consider drinkable like a three, but not definitely as terrible as these other shitty two. So now that we've got the challenger chugging out of the way. And now that I know if someone were to hold a gun to my head and say, you have to drink an entire beer, what beer do you want? (laughs) I can go with not your mom's apple pie. So we'll call that a success in some form or fashion. They make a root beer too. And if you're a fan of root beer, it does. Yeah, not your father's root beer. I've heard of it. Probably should try it. It, Do you like the taste of root beer? I love root beer. It tastes exactly like root beer. It really See, people always tell me, oh, you won't be able to taste the alcohol in this. It tastes exactly like blank. And they're never correct. No, you'll you'll taste the alcohol. You'll taste the alcohol. But uh, Nerd Cubed actually turned us on to it. And I thought it tasted a lot like root beer. I mean, you'll know that it's not just root beer, but... It definitely tastes like root beer. Um, And so the thing about root beer, that's actually most breweries will make a root beer as well. Right. So when I go out with my friends and they go to a brewery, they'll all get whatever beer and I'll have that brewery's root beer. Um, Wincoop makes my favorite root beer. It's just incredible. So Yeah. There's such a stretch and variation in how a root beer can taste, but you know it all tastes fairly similar. Mm -hmm. And that's what you'd get out of the root beer that we're talking about, not your father's root beer or whatever it is. So now that we've established what you don't care for, new segment on Project Challenge that I'm hoping really catches on. What is it, Grandpapa? I remember my first beer. Can you tell us about your first beer? My first beer? First beer I ever tasted. If you can remember it. Oh, yeah, I absolutely can. (laughs) Um, So um, I'll have to get my dad to listen to this episode because he'll love it. So I was 10 or 11. We were at Bahama Breeze, and I'm a big reader. I pretty much always have my nose stuck in a book. Nowadays, it's on my Kindle or on the Kindle app on my phone. Um, But at the time we were out, it was my whole family and some family friends of ours. And I had ordered a soda, and my dad, who was sitting next to me, ordered a Guinness. And the waitress put it down in between us. And I, not looking, just looking down at my book, picked it up and took a sip and spit it out on the table. (laughs) And my dad had apparently seen me reaching for it. My mom was going to say something, and my dad stopped her because he wanted to see what would happen. It's interesting. I think I know exactly what road and where you were sitting when you had your first beer, correct? Am I thinking of the same Bahama Breeze? The one in Alpharetta? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Small world. Mm -hmm. Thank you, because that was going to be my first question, is where is Bahama Breeze? Is this like a chain in the south? Yeah, it's a chain. Yeah, they actually used to have one up here, but it closed. Yeah, the one in Alpharetta closed, too. (laughs) Would you say it's beach kitschy? Yeah. Not my kind of place. Like, I'd take people there. Sometimes that would want to come visit, like, not guests of mine, but business guests. Oh, I want to go to Bahama. Okay. Yeah. I'll go to Bahama Breeze. But it's like good red lobster, if that's even a possible thing. Yeah, that's definitely how I would probably describe it. Oh, is it like a uh, like a Joe's Crab Shack where they got all the yes. shit all over the walls? Exactly like yeah. that. Okay. I don't know that I'd be a big fan of that. Anyways, I also remember my first beer. Good. Let's hear about it. So it was my, believe it or not... My 21st birthday. Your first beer was on your 21st birthday? Yep. I believe it. Yeah. Okay. It was only because it was a very negative night in my life as well. I had never had anything to drink up until that point, and I wasn't doing great. And some of my friends were over, and one of my friends was just like, hey, man, I know you're not already doing great, so why don't you just have some alcohol and have some drinks with me? And I was like, 
no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. And like, I don't know, somewhere down the line, I was just like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, maybe I'll try it. And so we started out not with beer, but we started out, uh, we took some shots of a pomegranate liqueur. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was actually really good. I love pomegranate. Who were you drinking with? Strawberry shortcake? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then after that, my first beer was a Heineken and he opens it for me and he's like, hey man, so you've had some, you know, different kinds of liquor. Uh, here's a beer. Why don't you try a beer? And I take my first sip because at this point I'm already a little drunk and I take my first sip and I'm just like, oh my God, what? This tastes like piss. Literally, I thought it was awful. The worst thing. I finished about half of it and then later when I don't remember a lot, I guess I finished the rest of it because I don't know why I can't really <laughs> explain that. So Heineken was your first beer proper. Yes. And, and Becca's was Guinness. They're both lucky. <laughs> yeah. I think we've talked about this on PC before. I don't drink either one of those beers regularly anymore, but at one point they were considered delicacies when compared to, you know, something like Budweiser or, or Coors. Especially Guinness. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Guinness is popular now and very famous now, but it used to be like you could get Bud, Mclight, Coors Light, and all that shit. Guinness, Bass, if you were lucky, and that was it before Sam Adams came along. Yeah, finding a bar with Guinness on tap that's, it had to be an Irish bar. That's how you knew where you were going to be hanging out because it wasn't the other dribble. Those are both really good stories. I will point out that Tyler has made a sincere effort to catch up in the six years subsequent to his twenty-first birthday. Great effort there. Actually, believe it or not, I did not drink from that night all the way until I was 23 <laughs> sometime uh, with Eric, full wet bar. And um, yeah, gosh, they definitely drink a lot. In fact, we go out sometimes to different local breweries and have beers with them. I don't even know what I gave you. It goes back to kind of how we ended the last bit phase. You were not in a great place in your life. You know that I was not either. At the time, I, you know, like humor, I use alcohol sometimes to get me through a couple things. Now, you'll never see me drinking liquor like <laughs> Tyler so eloquently or not so eloquently does. But um, sometimes, depending on the liquor, it could be either. But I like a good beer. It was, uh, gosh, what is it called right now? It's something number nine. Magic Hat. Yeah. I almost picked up some Magic Hat when I was grabbing the beer for the segment this morning. This close. It's good. It's interesting because it tasted a little like roasted nuts. And it was very good. Mystery number nine, what is it? Magic hat number nine. In oh, fact, I can't nine. believe we haven't done that on PC. And I'll definitely be bringing it. It's one of my favorite beers. Yeah, that's what it was. And after that, I was like, oh, this is actually fairly good. A great man once said, alcohol, the cause of and the solution to all of life's problems. And I bet neither one of them know who that great man is. I certainly do. Of course you do. Now that we've got our staple segments out of the way, how should we start? Raise your hand if you've got something you want to get off your chest. Is that just like anything I want to get off my chest? This is the eat a dick segment where you get to vocalize a person, entity, idea, whatever is going on out there right now that you just want to tell to fuck the fuck off. I'll start. All right. Uh, whatever virus is currently attacking Sterling, <laughs> fuck off. We're supposed to be leaving in less than a week for Hawaii. He cannot be sick right now. Just our luck in general recently has been totally shitty. My car is still in the shop. We're not going to get my car before we leave for Hawaii. That's how long it's going to fucking take. Sterling's sick. Yeah. 
When you gave me the total on the damages, I was like, yeah, we'll be picking up Bex for about a month now. Yep. <laughs> Way to steal my response because it's going to be <laughs> fuck off Colorado weather. <laughs> Not only did we get that crazy fucking hailstorm, which doesn't happen a lot in Colorado. We but had baseball sized hail, you guys. That was what shattered my windshield. It was insane. Ridiculous. And since then, we've got one or two snowstorms in May. In May. Yeah. I'm down in Littleton. I'm right close to the mountains. We had about 18 inches of snow on whatever day that was, Thursday. Oh, this past Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got up to take my morning piss and I pulled back the shades in my bathroom, dick in hand. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like, because I'm not normally surprised by it, but we weren't supposed to get snow. My, no, yeah. I watched the weather religiously. It was supposed to be rain in the springs, light rain. In fact, the night before, I had done eight miles. It was beautiful outside. So I thought for sure the next morning was going to be awesome. Nope. I walked down to a friend's house in shorts and a t-shirt thinking, oh, yeah, the next morning I'll just walk back. No big deal. So I start walking home in like four inches of snow, just like in shorts and a t-shirt. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So fuck off Colorado weather. I don't have any problem with the snow. I love it, but it needs to stay in its own fucking season. In fact, I don't get sick a whole lot, but when I do, it's when it goes from these two extremes back and forth very quickly. That always seems to fuck my immune system up. So fuck off, Mother Nature. Plus, big dick. Yeah, plus like this spring snow, the wet, heavy, gross spring snow is not fun. Like you Mm. can't go out and play in it. This heavy, moist. (laughs) (laughs) You can throw hail at other people's windshields. That's fun. (laughs) Might be a little cathartic, a little bit of schadenfreude. Oh, schadenfreude. There's another good word. I almost picked that over zeitgeist. Wow. I don't think I have anything to contribute here. I'm trying to zen out my life. Yeah? Yep. Fuck off Nintendo. It's May and you don't have a virtual console on your system yet. I've seen a Nintendo Switch collect dust for two months in a house full of gamers. You played Zelda and that was it, right? I played Zelda and then I played through Blaster Master and I played through Spectre of Torment, the Shovel Knight prequel. And those were all phenomenal. And it has been in the case since then. I'll never understand how Nintendo launches and sells more than anyone else does. And the product still is not there. Yeah, Nintendo really needs to step their game up. They're like, oh, we're pairing with all these awesome indie developers and doing all this cool shit. But we don't get any of that until Q3, Q4. And I don't know if you guys have looked at the schedule. Summer is pretty late. Sony and Microsoft are coming guns fucking blazing this fall, and it's not stopping. And we'll get E3 in a couple weeks, but they're not slowing down, especially Sony. They are going straight at it. Nintendo is going to have to come up with something. Now, I know Mario Kart is supposedly selling very well. I thought at this point in the lifespan of the Switch, I'd see more people out in public actually playing, and I have not seen that. It's nothing like Pokemon Go was. Oh, yeah, that's... Interesting that you even bring that up. It was supposed like to be... Like at airports? Yeah. I've traveled twice in the last month, and I've flown, and I thought for sure, oh, there's going to be kids at the airport playing with their uh, playing with Switch. their Switch. I play mine at the airport. Well, I'm about to I have a long-ass... Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have a long-ass flight to Hawaii coming soon, and I'm definitely going to be busting out the Switch for that one. Are you flying out of LAX? No, SFO. Good. Yeah. Fuck LAX. LAX it. can eat a dick. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Least favorite airport for me. Yeah. Don't get me started on least favorite airports. What's yours? LAX would not be among them. Place. Atlanta. I'm not fond of Dallas's. What's the one where I had the worst experience? <laughs> I've been in both of those. Probably airports. Salt Lake City. I don't know what to tell you guys. I've been to so many airports being in a military family, as Eric would know. 
and I honestly don't have an issue with most of them. I like airports. I think it's like a cool little community. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how it's to like explain a little it. City. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. There is something fun about going to an airport, and it is like a little microcosm of yeah. uh, the world in general. But you're right, Denver fucking sucks for a lot of reasons. That airport has been plagued by haters from day one and earned in every case. There, there was actually a study done that I read that broke down how delay and cancellation friendly an airport is, especially in relation to how many delays and cancellations they usually have. And Denver has a ton because of the weather always fucking up. But it's one of the worst for you to get stuck overnight in. They just now put in the Westin Hotel, so that makes it a little bit better. But there's no good places to sleep. All of the food closes after a certain time. There aren't even really vending machines. Like, it's it's one of the worst as far as getting stuck in. And see, the P.F. Chang's in Hartsfield, it's open at 6 in the morning. If you would forgot to pack your diarrhea, it's waiting there for you. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much extends to Denver as a whole. It's one of the things I noticed when I first moved here. And that was 20 years ago at this point. It still feels very much like a, a small, sleepy town. Like everything closes early compared to someplace like San Francisco or New York City or maybe even Atlanta. It was hard at some point to find a grocery store that was open after 10 p.m. Like, what the fuck? The world keeps moving after it gets dark. It's the worst thing when Eric and I are sitting around on a Friday night and we're like, yeah, man, let's order food. But like we end up not ordering anything until like 930. And they're like, hey, man, ordering for everywhere around you has closed. You can basically either shit and try to eat that <laughs> or fuck off. And I imagine Colorado Springs is even worse than Denver. Oh, yeah. The nightlife here. But uh Let's get something else in here, a fucking food scene, music. The sports scene here does nothing for me because I don't like any of the teams. I know I told you I would adapt the Avalanche as my hockey team, which I have done. But there's no way you're getting me to cheer for the fucking Broncos. Who gives a shit about basketball and the Nuggets? From what I've heard, there's only two good teams in basketball, and they're just picking off the other conferences until they get to play each other. Yeah. Uh, this time is what I've heard. I don't, I don't know how, how true that is. Oh, it's true. And the fifth team, we have a soccer team? Yeah. The Rapids? Oh, I've been to one of their games. It was kind of fun. They're fairly new, though, right? Colorado Rapids? I don't know. What's your definition of new? Because we're different ages, so... <laughs> the last couple years? No. No, I've been... Like, the first year I moved here. Like, Remember, we won tickets at Trivia, and I took Jake. Yeah, but that was, like, a year or two after they had just came around. The Rapids have been here for, I would say, 15 years. When did they start uh, the Major League Soccer League? Tyler? <laughs> we're talking about... Soccer in America, I have no idea. It's a dozen <laughs> plus years. I'd be surprised if it wasn't even longer than that. Well, there's no soccer in Europe, asshole. It's called football, as you remind me every <laughs> fucking time I say it. Uh, that was my point. Like, why would you point to me for soccer? Like, that's crazy. I, I would actually never point to you for sports. I had to explain the DH rule to you two weeks ago. That's how much Tyler knows about sports. Oh, wow, there's different rules in different leagues, bro? The hell is the DH rule? <laughs> The designated hitter and oh. and the pinch hitter that we were talking about between the AL and the NL? No. He wasn't even listening. It means Fucking nothing to me, yeah. Wasted breath. All right. Well, if that's all the shit that we want to get off our chest, we'll go from negative to positive. And this next bit is actually a little self-serving and I think is a learning moment for all of us. Because I got to thinking about in uh, BitFace today different ways to monetize what we do. And I thought a good segment idea might be Let's do a commercial for something that we really like, uh, something, a product, or maybe just something that, that had an improvement on your life, something you couldn't live without, something you can talk eagerly about, and what that might sound like. 
And if you guys want me to start this one, I wrote this, so I came prepared. I already know what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, go for I it. I need some time, yeah. And mine's a little dry. I'll try and dress this up as best I can. I love Microsoft Office OneNote. It literally changed my life. And there was a time when I didn't want to have anything to do with anything that Microsoft made, aside from the Xbox, which had been steadily approving since launch. But my career is built around fixing Microsoft products. And it's why I ended up with a Mac at home is because I would tell people, God, after fixing Microsoft shit all day, I just want to go home to something that works. Micro shit. <laughs> Micro shit. Then there's been a pretty dramatic shift ever since Balmer left and Satya has taken the helm for Microsoft. Even slightly before that, they had been making some pretty dramatic improvements. Office 365 is one of them, someplace where you can go and, and download the latest version of the Office software. Chief among those that I'm a fan of is OneNote. And it, I think more than anything that I've ever used in my life has helped me get and stay organized. Not only can I keep all of my shopping lists there, but it's how I organize uh, Project Challenge. That's how Eric and I communicate about the topics that we're going to discuss. I keep each and every one of my recipes that I consider my original recipes in OneNote because I can share it with my daughter. When she first moved out, she would email me weekly, Dad, send me a recipe for this. And it was always at like the most inopportune time. So I took time to sit down, dump all my recipes into OneNote, and then I shared it with her. So now she's got access to all my stuff all the time. Every time I add something new, boom, automatically shows up with her. So not only, again, has it allowed me to become very organized, but it's allowed me to communicate and collaborate unlike any other tool, text, email, anything that I've used heretofore. Since you're going to go with a Microsoft product, I'm going to go with an Apple product that I could not live without now. I know that Tyler really loves Spotify, and I loved it too. And I was a subscriber for a year. I love Apple Music. Just the little personal touch every week that I get a mix that's made of my own songs. Apple Music has taught me so much about music trivia because I can hear every rock song that came out in 1973. I can hear every alternative song that came out in 1982. It's really helped focus my my brain. I'm someone that um, I pirated a lot of music when I started from Napster. I quit doing that because I really do like to support the artist. I know 100 people right there now are saying sucker. Music is something I would spend 40 or $50 on every single month. Now I spend 9 dollars and anytime I want to queue up a song, it's very rare that Apple Music doesn't have it. So as far as what I would recommend, if you aren't using some sort of streaming music service, another great thing too is an album comes out. I'd shell out 10 bucks to listen to it. Ah, maybe there's two good songs. No more. Now, when a new album comes out, I can play it. I'm either going to love it like I did with the Shins album, or I'm going to hate it. I don't have to add that to my, uh, my collection anymore. So as far as a product, I would say everyone needs to use, if you're a music file at all, Apple Music or Spotify. I'm not knocking Spotify. Spotify's got a good thing going on. Get something like that in your life. Tyler and I are both looking at each other terrified. Like, shoot, please be ready so I don't have to go. Shit, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm trying to think of things that I use like on a daily basis. What about watches? <laughs> well, I mean, like the whole point, in my opinion, be to pick a very specific thing that you would want to represent and talk about. And so like there's so many great watches and like, they vary in how much you would pay for them, like from $10 to fucking $100,000 or more, you know? So this one that I'm wearing right now, my ex-wife bought for me, and when she bought it, it was like $600, but it's only worth 100 and that's absurd to me. So why she spent that much is just ridiculous. Is it like a collector's edition, or did it belong to someone famous? No. So she overpaid by 
sixfold for the watch that you're wearing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, she's dumb. And then she took all your PlayStation games and sold them to pay for said watch? Probably true, actually. I didn't mean for it to go down this road. But, oh, I don't uh, care. I actually expected you to have a laundry list of things that you could talk about. Like, oh, there's this one tool I use or this fabric or, or this my laser paint. Uh, the not 3D laser printer. printer. The 3D printer, yeah. 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 I don't know. I guess I have such a hard time getting out of my own head because I do use some similar stuff to actually what you guys brought up. Um, Sterling and I use Google Drive religiously and Google Docs, Google Sheets, all of that. And so we use that the same way you use all the Microsoft things. Right. Doug, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Can I alter the rules a little bit? What's that? Just for Rebecca, this doesn't help me at all yet, I don't think. But if we're trying to do like a product pitch, why limit it to a specific product? I'm sure you have a business or something else that you would like to... Or like a charity. (laughs) Beyond your own charity, of course. We're going to talk about that at the close anyway. Okay. So... But I don't know, like the person who does your hair or a certain photographer or something like that. So the idea of this was twofold. It was one, to get you in a headspace where you were thinking about how you could promote something on the mic. And we could share something with our listeners that they might try and it would have an equally beneficial impact on their life. I use so many different things and I'm always willing to give a new product a shot. So there's not any one thing that I heavily rely on. I mean, I can talk at length about any of them, but saying, you know, what's one product that changed your life? Well, nothing has because I'm always willing to adapt to new things. And there's nothing that you couldn't live without at this point. Not really, no. I mean, it's all just about adapting and finding new ways to do things. I mean, things like I use my Kindle religiously, but if I didn't have my Kindle, I'd just go back to buying paper books. So, Well, give it a few years and you'll become more set in your ways. (laughs) (laughs) It happens to all of us. So one thing that I will bring up, um, we used to pretty much only watch whatever we had on Netflix and that was the only stream like we don't even have cable that was the only streaming service that we ever used it was Netflix uh but we bought Hulu recently because I had to find out what was happening on how to get away with murder (laughs) as soon as that season was over we were going to cancel it because it was an extra 15 bucks a month or whatever it is um we ended up keeping it and The reason we did is for a lot of the same reason that um, people with kids might like Hulu. It's a lot easier to set up watch lists that just play constantly. So we put on movies for the rabbit. And he really, really likes watching, especially Disney movies, especially musicals. And Netflix would not autoplay the next Disney movie, but Hulu does. So we have a watch list set up of like 10 different movies that we know Bucky likes. And we just have that watch list playing pretty much over and over again, especially if we're not home. So that's my kid's story. (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) I like Hulu a lot. I've thought about canceling Hulu a couple times, but I dig it. You can find some really random ass documentaries on there that I can't find anywhere else. I watch like one TV show now, so. Netflix went one way with Netflix Originals, Mm -hmm. and Hulu was like, well, we'll just do documentaries. Like they specifically label it Hulu Documentaries. Yeah. That's pretty neat. And if you guys haven't seen Batman and Bill, and this is for you all and the whole audience out there, highly recommend it. It's one of those documentaries that's really going to fucking piss you off because it does me, but it's a story that needs to be told. And honestly, I'll say it right here. Bob Kane was a fucking asshole. Bob Kane took credit for things he did not create. And when you look at the list of, okay, 
Bob Kane created these two things. Bill Finger created all of this. The Batcave, Robin, the color of the fucking suit, Commissioner Gordon, Catwoman, Joker. And just recently, Finger gets credit. When you see a movie now, I think Batman vs. Superman was the first one. Finger's name gets on there. Finger died alone on a couch with a shitty black and white TV with no money to his name. The first level, you can watch TV shows without commercial breaks because Hulu does still have commercial breaks, um, unlike Netflix. Um, Certain shows are exempt from that just based on the licensing agreement that they have with whatever network it is. Like How to Get Away with Murder was one of them that whatever network that aired on said, you know, we have to have commercial breaks in our show. If you pay, you can have access to all these shows, but you still get commercial breaks or the premium. Most shows, they'll take out the commercial breaks entirely. Most? Most. And that's why I will never it's, subscribe to Hulu. It's like 98%. I, I never watch commercials anymore. I, I get that. And it's it's a, it's a principle thing for me. It's the same reason I tried uh, PlayStation's View service. And I think it's the same way. A lot of the stuff doesn't have commercials, but I'll be goddamned if you're going to get both my money for a premium service and force me to sit through shitty fucking commercials. That's double dipping. And that's bullshit. I don't agree with it on a principal level. And I mean, we see it as the same way as like paying for cable. We don't we don't pay for cable. So there's a lot of TV shows that I like to watch. And especially TV shows that I watch over and over again. Like right now I'm going back through all of Scrubs. Which is no longer on Netflix. Right. So the only way I can watch it is on Hulu. And sure, there are commercial breaks, but if I was paying for cable and it was running on there, there'd be commercial breaks there too. But it's not a hundred bucks a month; it's fifteen bucks a month. The difference is that who watches anything live these days, right? We don't have time to watch shit as it's premiering, so record it. Then I can fast forward through the commercials. Correct me if I'm mistaken, but both on Hulu and PlayStation, it doesn't even let you fucking fast forward through them. And that's... No, you can't skip them. You can't skip them. But what I have noticed about Hulu is the commercial breaks are fewer and shorter. So, you know, you might only get two 90-second commercial breaks in a 30-minute show. And that's, you know, negligible to me. Um, What I do think is ridiculous is Hulu is really, really behind the times when it comes to tailoring marketed items towards the consumer like even in google you can say this is not applicable to me or on youtube same thing but hulu doesn't let you do that so being a 24 year old woman and they know that i've had to watch the fucking clear blue pregnancy commercial more times than i can count it's like guys i'm never having kids like if i could ring whoever it is that's sending me these commercials their neck i would but they're making some assumptions there yeah I've noticed that too, and it's much better on console than it is on the phone. But oh my god, YouTube is the fucking worst now. I I get it. Baywatch is coming out. You don't need to show me the same trailer seven fucking times in between angry video game nerd episodes. It's so annoying. On console or your phone, that just plain sucks. But if you watch anything YouTube-wise on your computer and you have an ad blocker, it should prevent those from coming up. But I watch YouTube on my console. That's what I pass out to every night is something on YouTube. Watch Mojo less. So I'm technically learning while I'm trying to go to bed. That's where I get my pop culture from, guys. I'm like a leech man to that shit. I want to know. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> I'm like a uh, like a leech. I love YouTube. But yeah, God, at least if you're going to show me a commercial, give me some variety of commercial. Like I would love to watch the clear blue pregnancy because I don't get that one. I get the fucking Baywatch bullshit and uh Hey, Eric, you can fucking be a video game tester for $70,000 a year. Yeah, bullshit. Right. I know what video game testers make. So I've been getting three commercials from Hulu. And if like by some grace of God, Hulu ever 
listens to this episode, please stop sending me these three commercials. It's either for the Toyota Yaris, which I hate and I will never drive it. It's got the stupidest interior with like the, the speedometer and everything in the middle, not behind the steering wheel. We had it as a rental car once years ago, and I vowed to never buy a Yaris because of it. It's the Clear Blue Pregnancy commercial. I'm never getting pregnant, so fuck off. And the third one is a Verizon Wireless commercial. Like, I'm already a Verizon Wireless member. You guys don't need to be advertising to me. It's such a waste of money. And especially talking to Sterling, you know, he's in marketing and especially um, really, really targeted, personalized marketing. It just blows me away how many companies just waste money by showing ads to people who will never buy what they're selling. It's a shotgun effect when it comes to marketing. It is poor. They look at what's called like a conversion rate or something. So they're like, ah, you know what? If we advertise to a million people and we get 10% of those and we've made back 10 times our money. So yeah, they're going to keep doing it and they're going to keep making money. So that's probably never going to change. So the intent of this bit is probably succeeding on one front and failing miserable in another. <laughs> and Tyler, you are not off the hook. <laughs> You've still got to tell us something that you love, can't live without, change your life. Oh God, probably nothing. No one that you'd want to be a spokesperson for that you feel uh, strongly enough about their product that you could deliver a great commercial. What about Audio-Technica? Oh, you know what? Go for it. That's fair. When it comes to audio quality, everyone speaks of companies that they love and you listen to a lot of different things. But as far as cost per quality, 100%. I would not buy anything other than Audio-Technica. When it comes down to it and I spend $100 on a mic and it sounds as good as these do, this is what you need to buy, straight up. I spent $50 on each pair of these headphones. It wasn't bad. It didn't set me back. I'm not spending $1,000 on every single piece of equipment for our recording studio and we're allowed to come to you sounding this great. And it's all because of Audio-Technica. Every time Eric saves Tyler's ass like he just did, it's going to come through with unparalleled quality. Truth. Bye, that wasn't the first time? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there is a pristine digital archive that we can go back through and it's find the answer to that question. Yeah, super true. <laughs> you know what? You took your slide at me on my own podcast, Doug. Dude. Other it, product I'd recommend... Pornhub Premium, when you're really bored and you're in a car wash, we've oh. got you covered. God, speaking of premium, IMDb Pro, I don't know how much you paid for that or are we in a trial right now? Still in a trial. Oh, fuck. I need to figure out how much that costs. Either 10 or 20 bucks a month. That's absolutely worth it. I can already see the value there. That's something that we should probably talk about off air afterward. But yeah, IMDb Pro. Rebecca here. I'm going to let her talk about Cap for Kids today uh, versus... Please listening to me do it yet again <laughs> most of the charities that we found that wanted to give some sort of financial aid to families that had kids undergoing cancer treatment it was very small dollar amounts about a thousand dollars and usually just grocery or gas cards and you know props to those charities because they're able to help a lot of families but where these other families went wide we really wanted to go deep so we came up with a ten thousand dollar amount but that really means that we need as much help as we can get because $10,000 is what we have to raise before we can even look at applications and accept our next family. 
Um, we also do some wonderful hospital visits. Um, I've got a new cosplay that's going to be coming in that's um, movie quality. I am doing the Wonder Woman from the upcoming movie. Nice. Um, and having it made by a really, really talented um, cosplayer and effects artist, um, Jason Evans. It's it's absolutely movie quality. So I'm, I'm super excited for this. Um, so we do the hospital visits. Absolutely love cheering up all kids, not just the ones that have cancer. Um, but predominantly we need we need the word spread and we need some some high dollar donations so for all you listeners out there i was going to go mean but i I guess i shouldn't go mean if we're trying to get people to contribute (laughs) um not only are the the typical items going to be in the show notes the the link to their page where you can find out more and uh reach out to cap for kids uh regarding donations uh the amazon smile link but they are also going to have a booth at Denver Comic-Con where you can come and learn more about uh, what they do, how they do it. Again, I've been ridiculously impressed not only with uh, the model that they chosen, but the fact that they actually put themselves uh, out there in these situations and are making those hospital visits. Um, they're, they are given cancer the old one, too. And uh, I love that as a tagline, and uh, I, I love that as a philosophy. So... Um, thanks again for being so awesome. Thanks again for being here. Uh, Eric, anything that you want to talk about on our way out? I know we've got uh, Freedom Squadron coming up on June 10th, which will also link to the uh, BitFace Twitch stream. I'm cautiously hoping to see Rebecca there, but I don't... As long as it doesn't fucking snow, but at this rate, it <laughs> might snow on June 10th. Who knows? Yeah, hopefully there'll be at least three of us uh, there. If not, Doug and I will certainly be there to play freedom squadron i'm really looking forward to that as far as pc stuff i don't really think i have much to plug um lots of good and exciting stuff coming up i'll say that about both of my podcasts is uh we got a lot of fun a lot of fun coming up so if you like having fun listen to listen to either one and i think you get a different flavor from bitface than you do from project challenge but both flavors are equally tasty I assume we all looked my direction to see if I had anything to say, and I don't, but I will admit <laughs> being able to be on Project Challenge uh, semi-frequently, although sometimes in a very <laughs> poor poor state, has been a lot of fun. So thank you guys for having me on. It's a, it's a home away from home. That's a great way to put it. I like that. And on that note, here at Project Challenge, we love all kinds of feedback and questions. You can find our email and Facebook details at projectchallenge.com. Follow us on Twitter at OG Challenged and drop a review for the show on iTunes or the Play Store. Huge thanks to all the listeners and supporters. And until next time, stay challenged.